Hi friends, this is your host, Kurt Linville. Welcome to another Adventure Sports Podcast. This is a special weekend edition that we call the Weekend Mini. Mini because it's going to be not quite full length. We don't have a guest for you today, but we're going to use this time to connect more with you, the listener, to give you a little bit more time to connect with us, the hosts, and to provide some specific tips for various adventure sports that you may find helpful. Today's tips will be on lightening your backpack. But first, let's talk a little bit about the Adventure Sports Podcast. We started this podcast back in February 28th, so we've only been going now for about two months. The new podcast is growing like crazy, and we're having tons of fun with it. We hope that you, the listener, are enjoying the show as much as we are as the hosts. But there are some things that we can do to make it better. These things involve you. We need to hear from you what you like about the show, what you maybe don't like about the show, what you might like to see changed. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach us by going to www.adventuresportspodcast.com. On the left-hand side, there's a round button there you can press that says Contact Us, and you can send us a direct email. Also, on the right-hand side, up at the top, there's a place where you can put in your email address and hit subscribe. By doing that, we'll put you on the list of people that receive special announcements about the Adventure Sports Podcast. This will allow you to be a part of the Adventure Sports Podcast community. So once again, if you go to www.adventuresportspodcast.com, on the left-hand side, you can click Contact Us. On the right-hand side... You can subscribe. Those two things will allow us to get to know you a little bit and allow you to get to know us a little bit better, and we appreciate that. We won't abuse your email address. Uh, We normally send out an email about once every week to week and a half just to say this is a show recap. Special announcements for some of the the behind-the-scenes goings-on for the show we'll send out from time to time. But we'll respect you, and hey, if you uh, decide that you don't want the notices anymore, you can unsubscribe at any time. So we really thank you for doing that. Now, ideas for the show. This is the kind of stuff we're looking for. We would love it if you would tell us other questions that you would like to hear answered by our guests. Or maybe there's a standard question that maybe you think doesn't have enough pop. Maybe that would be one that you'd like to hear a little less often. Perhaps you have some other ideas about uh, the ways that we could work with the guests to help you, the listeners, to be better informed about the sports. Maybe you want to do a deeper dive into some of the gear or a deeper dive into how to connect with some of these uh, wonderful interviewees who bring such special deals about the adventure sports to you. Uh, We need to know what you want to hear. This is a show that we want you to have a voice in designing so that you can enjoy it. And let's face it, folks, we want to knock this one out of the park. We want this show to be fantastic. So another way that you can help us to grow the show, to grow the Adventure Sports Podcast, is by telling your friends about us. Um, Word of mouth is absolutely the very best way for us to reach the audience that we're trying to reach. If you like adventure sports and you're enjoying the show, please take a little bit of time to tell your friends to listen. By getting enough listeners that the show can be self-sustaining, it will allow the show to go on for many years to come. And that is our goal, to bring great content, good entertainment, wonderful interviewees, guests that can come on the show and keep that adventure sports spirit alive. So the best thing you can do right now 
to help us with that is to tell your friends. Word of mouth. We really appreciate it. Second thing you can do, go into iTunes, leave us a review, rank us there, and uh, make sure to subscribe. By doing those things, it helps us to show up in the search engines so people can find us. And we really appreciate that. I'm thanking you in advance. So please take the five minutes to do these things. You know, it'll help us to keep the show rocking for you. Okay, I promise this show is going to be about backpacking tips. So here we go. A few years ago, I became interested in lightening my load. Now, I'm not an ultralight backpacker. Some people are, and I think that's a fantastic sport. But I am a very light backpacker, meaning I don't want to carry a big heavy pack. The very best thing that you can take into the woods that will help to lighten your pack is knowledge. Experience and knowledge and knowing how to work with nature instead of against nature. It allows you to leave a lot of that unnecessary gear at home. It makes you safer and it makes it a lot more fun too. So there are all sorts of things that you can learn about knowledge, uh, bushcrafting skills, wild edible foods, um, how to make shelters, how to build reliable fires in all conditions, how to navigate and find your way around using just, you know, the sun, the stars, the lay of the land, and those sorts of things so that you can find where you are and where it is that you want to go. There are a lot of things like that that can lighten your pack and increase the enjoyment of your trip. But there are some other specific things that you can do to lighten your pack. And I'm going I'm to go through about three or four right now. Those ultralight backpackers out there who cut the end of their toothbrush off, that quarter ounce that you saved is fantastic. You're trying to set a new ultralight record. But the stuff that I'm talking about today is not the quarter ounce, but maybe the, the five or ten pounds So these are the big things that can take you from a heavy pack to a light pack. Maybe not the ultralight, but to the light. The first thing I'm going to talk about is water. So there's some water strategies. We need a lot of water when we're exerting ourselves backpacking, especially in the heat. I understand that. But there are some strategies that will allow you to carry less water and still have all the water that you need. One strategy is uh, instead of carrying three-quarters of a gallon or a gallon of water into the woods with you. I mean, we're talking about eight pounds. You can carry smaller water bottles and a water filter. That allows you to refill the water bottles as you go with the water filter, and you don't have to carry that excess water. And a lot of people say, well, the water filter weighs something too. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't weigh nearly as much as a gallon of water. Another strategy is to plan your trip a little bit. If you know of reliable water sources and you know how far they are, and you plan your trip so that you can arrive at those water sources with your water bottle empty and yourself slightly thirsty, then you just saved a lot of weight. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. So you start at the car, and you keep a gallon jug of water full at the car. That's to hydrate before you leave the car. It's to hydrate when you get back to the car. Now, in your pack, you're going to have, oh, at least probably a quart or maybe a liter, liter and a half of water that's in your pack. You're going to have to have that much just to be safe. But you don't have to have that half gallon, three quarters of a gallon, or a gallon if you know how far it is to your next refilling point. You carry enough water with you to make it, oh, halfway, three quarters of the way to where you know you have a reliable source of water you can depend on to refill your water bottles. So, At the car, you hydrate with that gallon jug that you're going to leave at the car. You drink a a good, solid, I don't know, 
pint and a half maybe, let it be in your stomach instead of in your pack. Then as you hike, you're going to stay hydrated and safe until you get to the point that you're about to run out. By that time, you shouldn't be more than about an hour from that reliable water source. You can hike that last hour without any problems without water. When you get to the water source, you fill up your water bottle. And again, you drink a lot. You put it in your stomach. And then you fill up the bottle again, and you put it back in the pack, and you're ready to go to the next reliable refilling station. By doing this, you can cut the amount of water that you carry. I mean, some people recommend carrying a gallon of water, eight pounds of water. That's a little excessive for most hikes, um, but in some, some places it might be necessary. But if you can cut that amount from a gallon to a quart or a quart and a half, then you just cut six, maybe five pounds out of the way to your pack. That's a huge weight reduction. Okay, here's another one that I like. A few years ago, I quit carrying a tent. If the weather is really, really fair, sometimes I'll just go sleep under the stars. That's a little bit risky, though. I like to take a lightweight tarp with me. I have a 8-foot by 10-foot tarp that's thin but still waterproof, and that tarp weighs less than a pound. So I can use that tarp in a big variety of configurations. It's much more flexible and adaptable than a tent. A tent pretty much sets up one way. But with a tarp, you can make lean-tos, you can make sun shades, you can make rain shades to cook under, you can make A-frames to sleep under, you can make them close to the ground when you're having a lot of windy weather. You can even, in some cases, stake them directly to the ground and lay them directly over you, and that makes the very best form of a windbreak, so the wind travels over you instead of uh, slamming into you while you sleep. I've used that to bivouac at altitude and when I had to sleep in high winds. So the tarp can do a lot of things, not to mention you can wrap it around you and use it as shelter while you hike. It's much more versatile than a tent. You can use it to catch rainwater. You can use it to do all sorts of things. With tarps, you can build emergency stretchers. It just goes on and on, all the, all the various things that you can do with a tarp that a tent would be uh, not as well suited for. And you saved how much weight? Some light expensive tents are between two and three pounds. But most tents that you're going to buy are four, five, even six pounds. So now you've dropped that down to less than a pound by using a tarp. Now, warning, a tent gives you a layer between you and the insects. A tarp doesn't. It means you're going to be sleeping on the ground on some sort of a pad. And so you have to be sure that you place your sleeping area where you're not going to be on an ant's nest or a hornet's nest or a ground wasp, God forbid, anything like that. But by choosing your location carefully, you can avoid those things. And I replace the mosquito netting of the tent with a mosquito netting that I put over my head and I tie around my neck. So I just climb in my sleeping bag, put the mosquito netting over my head, I'm good to go for the night. I have found that the mosquitoes can get a little bit loud because they can fly close to you, even though they can't actually bite you. They can fly close. So sometimes I'll put a little cotton in my ears or an earplug or something like that if the noise is bothersome. But normally I sleep like a baby, I sleep dry, and I travel light with a tarp. So that's two things, how to manage your water and how to use a tarp to save the weight of the tent. Here's a third thing, and this one is uh, special for 180 TAC. 
The Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by 180TAC, and 180TAC is the manufacturer, the innovator, and the marketer of outdoors products. Our flagship product is the 180 Stove. The 180 Stove is a natural fuel backpacking stove. It packs down to about a half inch thick, three inches tall, and six inches long, and so it fits in your back pocket. It's very small and compact, and it comes in at just 10.1 ounces. Now, here's the beauty of this. You might say, 10.1 ounces? Well, my microstove weighs less than that. True, but the 180 stove burns natural fuels, so you don't carry fuel into the woods. So your microstove, with the smallest fuel canister, weighs somewhere around 12 ounces. So the 180 stove is already lighter than your smaller microstoves, with the smallest fuel canisters. And how many of those fuel canisters are you going to take on a two-day trip or a three-day trip or a week-long trip? With a 180 stove, you don't have to guess about how much fuel to carry because you don't have to carry any fuel. It burns twigs, grass, leaves, pine cones. Hey, if it burns, it cooks. The beauty of the 180 stove is that it has reflective surfaces that direct the heat from your natural fire onto your cooking surface. It holds your pans in a very stable way, very close to the flame, so it's very efficient. You can boil a quart of water from very cold, just above freezing. You can boil that water in seven minutes or less with the 180 stove, so it'll hold its own against um, microstoves. And the most beautiful thing, too, is that microstoves are very small, of course, and you're trying to balance your dinner on there without spilling it, and that's kind of frustrating. We've all had that experience. A 180 stove has a cooking surface when it's folded out of six inches by seven inches. So it's as big or bigger than your burner on your range at home. And it's very, very strong. You can put, not that you would backpack with this, but you can put a full-size Dutch oven and fill it to the rim. The 180 stove holds scores and scores of pounds. Anytime it's on a level surface, it'll hold well over 100 pounds. So the 180 stove weighs less than backpacking stoves when you carry fuel. And the 180 stove is more stable than backpacking stoves. And there's another advantage that's really cool. You can grill directly on the stove. So make a nice little bed of coals. We grill fish. We grill steaks. We do hot dogs. Another beautiful advantage to the 180 stove is that instead of building a big fire, making a huge fire scar, and burning a lot of fuel from the natural area, the 180 stove is six inches by seven inches. It makes a nice flame but it's contained, it's safe, and you're burning twigs instead of sticks and logs. You use very little fuel, and you still get to enjoy having a natural fire. It's very comfortable, it's safer, it's contained, and you can still roast your hot dogs, you can still roast your marshmallows, and enjoy all of those things while treating nature with greater respect. The 180 stove is just a beautiful alternative to other cooking systems in the woods. Now, you think the 180 stove at 10.1 ounces is light, but we have one lighter still. It's called the 180 flame. The 180 flame comes in at 6.4 ounces, and again, you burn natural fuels. Its firebox is 5 inches by 4 inches, so it's a bit smaller, still large enough to have a stable cooking surface for any size pan. The difference is it's a little bit too small to put a big juicy steak on. So it's a little bit harder to cook that steak, but still, you can roast the hot dogs, you can roast the marshmallows, and you can cook with any size pan that you want to carry into the woods. So the 180 Flame is a nice personal size stove. It's even lighter than the 180 stove, very compact. It packs down 
to three inches by five inches. And I think that these two cooking systems are just fantastic. I love using them in the woods. And another thing I love about them is that you learn to build natural fires in all conditions. We have all sorts of information about that on our 180TAC website. That's 180TAC.com website where you can learn about natural fires in all conditions. Snow, rain, you name it, it doesn't matter. You can build dependable natural fires. All you need is that knowledge that doesn't weigh anything that you carry into the woods. There's some other equally innovative products at the site that you may enjoy. One I'd like to mention is the Bearline Plus, which is a very innovative way to store your food safely away from animals. I'm not going to go into details about that one right now. I'll save that for another day. What are we doing here? We're saving weight. And the first thing that we did is we learned how to manage our water so that we didn't have to carry all the way to the water. We learned how to use a tarp in various configurations instead of a heavy tent. We also now have learned how to lighten the load by using a natural fuel backpacking stove that's lighter than carrying fuel. You don't have to take those toxic fuels that sometimes spill into the groundwater, that sort of thing, into the woods. You just leave it at home. There's no fuel canister for the landfill. That is also a beautiful thing. So let's think about it. The water, let's say we saved you four pounds. The tent, let's say we saved you three pounds. The stove, well, we can easily save you a pound there. Four, three, that's eight pounds that we lightened your load. Now, with more knowledge, you can leave other things at home too and lighten your load even more. But hey, your 40-pound pack just became a 32-pound pack just with those three things. So there are some tips for lightening your load for backpacking, some things that I have found very fun and useful and valuable. And that is it for our weekend mini edition. That's the way these things are going to roll. We're going to have these weekend minis from time to time, not every single weekend like we do have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every single time you can count on an episode for you. The weekend mini is going to be periodic, and I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, the best thing that you can do to help our podcast right now is to tell your friends about us, sign up with our subscribe button, contact us, and tell us what you would like to hear on the podcast. Interviewees that you would like to hear and different questions you would like to hear, more information that you would like about various topics. The show is for you, the listener. If you are brand new to the Adventure Sports Podcast and this is the first show you've heard, This isn't the normal show. You have to listen to a weekday show, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, to hear marvelous guests who come and speak on a variety of adventure sports topics. The Weekend Mini is a little unique. Hope you enjoyed it. Until Monday's podcast, get out there and have some fun. 